Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 121 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott. And on this monthly update, I wanted to hammer the message home that good things can happen if you put in the work consistently for two years. So if you just do your thing, grind away, keep pretty quiet for a couple of years, yeah, things can happen, good things can happen. And the reason I can say this with confidence is because literally in the last month, an amazing number of cool opportunities have come my way, primarily because of the the work I've been doing over the last couple of years, putting out content, being busy on an evenings when I feel like I want to just crash on the sofa, but actually still showing up, still putting out stuff which I think is helpful to people. And yeah, because of all of these efforts, eventually good things have started to happen, which is really, really cool. So I wanted to share those, uh, the good things that have come my way in the last month or two to hopefully give you a sense of what is possible, what is achievable through putting in work. And then I wanted to pick out some of the lessons I've learned from these experiences and the things that are working for me currently. And then I wanted to finish it off with some of the things which come because of the the work you're putting out and not always positive, you know, so I have had setbacks in the last week or two, which I think in previous months would have really got to me, but actually now I, I guess, just have a different mindset. And actually I realise now that, you know, when you are putting yourself out there, inevitably you're going to face some criticism and that's part and parcel of it and that's all good to know it's all learning it's all it can be useful so to start with then yeah what are these good things that I've I've alluded to there's been yeah it's been a really really cool time so the first of these opportunities is a collaboration with a man named Alex Chisnell who appears in last week's episode 120 uh, when we talked about Clubhouse and his uh, the the effects Clubhouse has had on his business, his podcasting agency, which has just blown up during the pandemic. And then also he appeared episode 60, I believe. I'll link to both of these episodes in the show notes. And in that episode, our first conversation, he talked all about his network and how he's grown his network. And I called him a super connector because he truly does seem to know so, so many people, particularly in the business world. So all of that's to say, we've built this connection I'd probably say over the last two years, but realistically, it's probably more three. And yeah, now there's been an opportunity to collaborate. So he gave me the opportunity to host or moderate one of his clubhouse rooms. Uh, He was really impressed by all accounts. And he then messaged me maybe a day or two later saying, hey, Scott, this opportunity's come up, which I think you might be of interest to you. And the opportunity is to coach some of my clients. All this is to say I'm now a podcasting coach, which is pretty cool, and it's a paid role, and how it's working at the moment is I'm taking these podcasting coaching calls during my lunch breaks at work, so it means, yeah, I'm effectively working very long days at the moment, and, well, to be honest, it's been like this for the last couple of years, and that's absolutely fine, because for me, podcast coaching is something I've really come to enjoy doing, like, 
getting to talk to people, help them launch their own podcasts. That's specifically what the role is. And yeah, getting to talk about something I just enjoy talking about. So for me, it doesn't feel like work. And that's kind of the lesson number one I want to really hammer home. If you can get to a point where you're doing things and giving value when it doesn't actually feel that hard for you, it's kind of in your zone of genius, as someone once said, I can't remember who it is now. I think that's a really cool point to get to. So so that's the first opportunity that's come my way purely through the podcast and putting out content, building this connection with Alex. And the thing I should note as well at this point is all the connections I've built in this time, I've never had the the kind of Machiavellian approach that I want something from these people. It's just purely making these connections because they're fun and these are really cool people and Alex is certainly one of these people. And yeah, I never thought this would come to this point, get to this point. So that's the the kind of tie-in lesson, I guess, tie-in lesson number two. If you can approach these uh, these connections that you make without any Machiavellian, you know, I want this from this person, I want to connect with this person for this reason. If you don't have any of those expectations, yeah, good things can happen. And I think that's actually a theme that came up in uh, a previous podcast I did fairly recently about five lessons from one year of podcasting. Going into these connections and no expectations, yeah, amazing things can happen. The second cool thing which has happened recently is off the back of this coaching I've been doing with Alex, I've actually had a number of more uh, inbound SEO opportunities. So a number of his, uh, well, the, I suppose technically now people I'm coaching, so I guess kind of my clients, which seems a little weird to say, they've actually asked me separately because they know I work in SEO. They've asked me separately for SEO consulting calls. So I'm now kind of getting paid to do that as well. And I've done one-off SEO projects in the past through the podcast, again, kind of tying back to putting out content, putting yourself out there, but it's only more recently I've actually started to see more of these opportunities and again, more paid opportunities, which is really, really cool. So that's the second thing, paid SEO services. And I say paid SEO services, it's more just paid SEO consulting. So just jumping on calls with people to tell them what their website is doing, like the good things about their websites, things they can improve upon, and actually not doing this work for them because I just haven't got the time to do it for them. So just giving them the the tools and the know-how to then go and do it themselves. So pretty cool, pretty cool. The third thing is my email list has seen really great growth. And again, this isn't through podcasting this time, but it's actually through Medium, which I've harked on about so many times in this podcast. And I'll link to a couple of those episodes in case you're interested what Medium is and how it can help you uh, grow a following as well. But yeah, my email list has blown up. Um, I say blown up, it's all relative, isn't it? But for me at least, um, I've only started taking the email list more seriously probably mid of March. I think it was the 18th of March. I kind of set up my email list on ConvertKit and I can talk about it in a separate episode if you're keen to find out more about how to actually set up an email list and kind of get all those uh, automatic processes in place. But yeah, I've um, been pushing the email list a bit more on Medium through my writing and call to actions. And I think now it's currently on 93 subscribers or something like that. So not huge, but to put that in perspective, this has been in less, it's been what, 20 days, I think maybe less than, it's less than a month. And that's nearly as many as I got in a year and a half through my previous email list, which I was pushing pretty consistently. So that just shows you, I think the lesson from that is when you are trying to be build an email list, uh, I've kind of done it accidentally. And 
I say that I did I did want to build an email list but I wasn't sure how to do it necessarily and then one of my uh, favorite writers she read one of my articles on medium which talked about this document I put together and she suggested I put an, e- an email lock on it so in other words in order for people to actually access the document they had to uh, enter their email address and that's driven probably 70% of the subscribers I've had which is really cool and I guess the other lesson in that, I appreciate I'm all over the place here, it feels like I'm all over the place, but another lesson from that is you can listen to your audience and they'll tell you what you should be doing if they've got experience. So uh, yeah, I'd never have thought to put an email lock on that particular document and hey-ho, that has generated the most results so far for my email list. So that's going really well and it seems to be averaging probably three or four new signups a day and tying in with that my medium following is growing as well probably at the same rate probably four or five followers a day and that's again after putting out article after article since late September 2020 so coming up to five or six months on the platform now and yeah it's coming up to a thousand followers which is pretty cool so that is the third thing that's working for me and yeah the fourth thing was actually just tying into the medium and actually the following on medium i'm not really one for numbers and i don't really care that much about those follower metrics but it is cool to see that a lot more people seem to be engaging with my content on medium and my writing and getting a lot of positive comments which is really cool and uh, i wanted to again underscore that point that when you go about your business quite quietly you're putting out content which you think is valuable and you think will help people Eventually, good things start to happen. These opportunities can arise. So that's the the things that are kind of working for me at the moment. These paid opportunities, which have come about through the podcast, but also building a following. And I wanted to now highlight some of the lessons from this. And I've already picked out a few but to kind of dig a little deeper, deeper into these lessons. The first one, shit takes time. It really does. And even just today, actually, I had a message that came through one of my Udemy courses, which is something else is working really well, which I haven't even mentioned, but I've barked on about Udemy enough for you to know that I'm pushing those courses. So yeah, someone on Udemy reached out, one of my students, and he asked, how can I make an online business, Scott? Like, <laughs> what should I be doing? What should I be doing to make an online business? And it was a very blunt question. And and I'll talk more about this guy actually in later in this episode because it's kind of strange how he's uh, come to, to ask me this question. But he's asked the question, yeah, Scott, how do you, how do you grow, uh, how do you make money online? How do you grow a following? All this sort of stuff. And my message to him was not in these blunt words, but shit does take time. Like it doesn't happen overnight. I've obviously spoken to many people for this podcast now and, and many successful business people and people who are making money online. And the common theme throughout is it doesn't happen overnight. You will get the occasional person who does seem to come out of nowhere, but nine times out of ten, yeah, most of these people you see as successful online, making money, etc. Yeah, it, it does take time. And they've made a lot of mistakes and they've tried a lot of things and eventually they find something that works for them. So that was my message to this guy who reached out on Udemy and uh, I suspect he'll probably come back and say that's not a very satisfactory answer. <laughs> But it's the truth. And the truth is, yeah, if you're wanting to make money online, that's cool, but it's not going to happen overnight. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just the, it's the way it goes. So that's my first lesson for you. Shit takes time. The second lesson, as I've already mentioned in this episode, 
giving without expectations is the way to go. It truly is. I think if you go in with this expectation that you're going to make money, you're going to build an audience straight away, X, Y, Z, it just doesn't work like that. And from my experience and from other people I've spoken to. So, uh, yeah, just give, 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 give. And occasionally ask for something in return. Like, like I've asked many of you who listen to this podcast to, you know, leave reviews for the podcast if you enjoy what you're hearing. And and I've also asked many of you to leave reviews for my Udemy courses and all that sort of stuff, which I am very, very grateful for. And I'd like to think that people have done this for me because I've been putting out content and hopefully I've been helping them over the last couple of years with these episodes and also through writing on Medium and XYZ. So yeah, give without expectations. The third lesson is good to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. The amount of times I've put my phone up to my face to record a video and then think, oh, should I do this? Should I record it? Should I then post it? Yeah, that happened so many times to begin with, particularly on Instagram. And after time, that just gets less uncomfortable. You do it. It becomes second nature. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, no one cares, really. We've all got our own shit going on and we're all so focused on our own thing. Well, that yeah, no one really, really cares what you're, what you're doing. <laughs> and I think that is a blessing. Um, and I wanted to just hammer that point home. So yeah, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. That is where the growth will occur. And yeah, you may then start to see the benefits of this, as I have done. The fourth lesson, and this is a bit more practical. So I've recently started uh, keeping a positive events journal. And this came because I read it somewhere that this could be quite useful practice. So essentially I have a, yeah, just a small notebook, which I keep pretty close at hand. So it's usually by, by my bed. Um, so before I go to bed, I'll write down three things, uh, three positive events that have happened today. And it's slightly different from a gratitude journal or, uh, or something like that, because it's a bit more practical. It's a bit more tangible. And actually just writing three positive events down has been super beneficial and actually, when I start writing these events down, they then usually escalate into maybe four or five or ten positive positive things which have happened to me during the day. And they can be little things, just like the sun shining in the morning, and that's a really nice feeling just to actually look out my bedroom window and see yeah, the sun shining, grass green and trees in bloom, all that sort of nice stuff. Or it can be other things like meeting up with a friend and actually having a really nice conversation or something positive happens, you know, maybe get a few positive comments about things that are work that I'm putting out that I'm proud of. Whatever it might be, yeah, listing these in a positive events journal has been really, really beneficial because I think as much as anything, it makes you crowd out the negative things which uh, which happen, inevitably happen. And, and this is kind of my final lesson today. And that is, you will face negativity. I've only started to feel this in the last couple of months uh, which is actually when I've started to see more and more positive things as well but yeah there have been a number of negative comments I've received particularly on Udemy uh, where people have said quite clearly quite explicitly that they think my courses suck and that I'm not providing value and and all this sort of stuff and yeah it only takes one or two of those comments to, to kind of bring you down but then actually when I've balanced it out against the number of positive comments the ratio is probably like 30 to 1, then it's like, okay, maybe I should be paying more attention to the positives. And again, that's just where the positive events journals come in really handy. So kind of tying those two together. Yeah, writing down your positives, uh, processing your positives, as one of my close friends says, but also accepting that you will face negativity, maybe negative comments, and, uh, you know, people 
questioning what your motives are in some cases has been the case for me um yeah that's that's all part and parcel of it and you can learn from those you know as long as they're there probably will be some truth in those comments i mean sometimes i've faced comments where they are just clearly you know people they've got out the wrong side of the bed (laughs) and there's not much like no matter how much you try and justify yourself you're not going to please them that's cool but yeah sometimes you can actually there will be some most of the time there is a, a small element of truth in these comments and you can learn from that and I wanted to tie it back. So I mentioned this guy who reached out new to me with that question about how can I make money online. I wanted to come back to him because he is a prime example. He left quite a um, hurtful comment at one of my Udemy courses. His review wasn't entirely positive. I mean, it was three, three out of five stars, so actually not that bad. But his comment was a little bit like a bit mean. But again, I think there's some element of truth in it. So I'm not discrediting it at all. But then he did message me privately before this last message about making money online. Again, kind of questioning the value of my course and uh, he posted it in the Q&A section, which you can find if you haven't deleted it. You can find it if you check out my Udemy course. But yeah, he then got back to me this message. And the reason I wanted to bring him up again is because I think it's more of a reflection of where he is personally in his journey of trying to make money online. He said that he has recently left his job during COVID and and I can empathise to some degree because that must be a really sucky situation to be in, to actually be, you know, not sure where the next paycheck's going to come from. So he must be yeah, going through a really difficult time. So just kind of having that that perspective, taking that other side to recognise if you do face hurtful comments, then most of the time it's not a reflection of what you're doing, it's more a reflection of where they are in their own stage of their process. So that was my final lesson today. This episode feels all over the place. I don't know if you get that sense as well, but just to recap some of those lessons quickly, shit takes time. It really does. I've been putting out content consistently for two years now, and it's only in the last month that things have started to really take off, which is cool. So I'm excited to see how it grows. Lesson number two, give without expectations. Do things for the right reasons, you know, provide value. Eventually, somehow, somewhere, somewhere unexpected, good things will will likely happen. Number three, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. This is where the growth happens. And if you feel like you're going to get judged for what you do, recognise that most people don't care. (laughs) They really don't. We're all so involved in our own lives. We've all so wrapped up in our own problems that... Just by you putting yourself out there, getting wrapped up about what people might think about you. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> so that's number three. And I should I should add to that, that's not a bad thing. I, don't, I think that's a blessing. I think the fact that you can dance your little dance, put out your stuff, and uh, no one, yeah, no one really cares. I think that's a good thing. Number four, positive events journal. I would definitely, if you only do one thing from this episode, I would definitely encourage you to start a positive events journal. It can be really simple, just a notepad by like for a couple of pounds. And then, uh, yeah, every day, to, probably before you go to bed, it's a good time. Just list three things that have positively, that have happened to you. And what you'll probably find, which ties into the final lesson, is when you do face negativity, just reminding yourself of these positives, processing these positives, will make you realise there's a lot of good stuff that is happening to you, despite the fact your brain will tell you otherwise. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. So there you have it. Those are my lessons for today. I hope that you can carry some of these lessons with you and actually, you know, maybe this has given you the, the push that you needed to actually start working towards your goals. And my final 
thought for you today, final question for you to reflect on is, as I, as I actually mentioned a couple of weeks ago, what is holding you back from doing the thing you want to do? Play around with that in your head, uh, analyse it from all angles, and then take action. It really is as simple as that. I hope you got something from this episode, and until next time, I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.